0: You're listening to the Wonderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, wiping and non monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories, as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people, and of course, our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. let's get into the episode. G'day guys and welcome back. This is episode 124 of the Wanderlust Swingers podcast. And today's episode is all about being soft swap swingers. And I have a fantastic interview coming up with a couple that's based out of the US, Mr. and Mrs. Red and Reddy, And actually, you can find them on Twitter in the show notes if you want to go and check them out. So we're going to talk about what it's like being a soft swap couple, how to navigate some of those discussions about your play styles and have a little bit of fun with developing our own club and what we'd like to see changed in the swinging lifestyle. Before we get into the interview, though, I want to share this episode's little cultural tidbit about Croatia. I've been on Depo-Provera injections now for about eight years, and they've been working fine. What I didn't realize is that Depo-Provera is not necessarily legal in all countries across the world. Of course, each separate country has its own regulation board in terms of what medications they allow into the country. Depo-Provera, it seems, pretty hard to come by. It's not legal in Croatia, nor is it actually legal in any of the surrounding countries. And I'm being serious when I talk to you about the fact that I would seriously consider driving into Slovenia or Bosnia or somewhere in the local area, Germany, just to actually figure out if I can get this injection every three months. I was even considering a flight to the UK or actually even having the bedhoppers kind of smuggle it over the border for me. That's how serious that I was actually becoming about getting my contraception. Interestingly, what I did find, so I read a medical extract, contraception in Croatia is oral contraception. So the pill, 73%. Now, what I did find particularly interesting is that the reason that there is only a small number of contraceptions available in Croatia is actually due to the fact that this is not a common discussion that you would have with your doctor. And, in fact, I actually had to go see a gynecologist – and have an internal ultrasound before she would even prescribe me the pill. I feel like I'm 16 years old again. I'm back on the pill. Interestingly, also, is that young people in Croatia apparently use birth contraceptive pills three times less than their peers in Western Europe. And it is actually a big problem here. There is no dedicated state mandated sexual education at all. Doctors commonly discourage patients from getting STD testing and from being on any form of contraception. In fact, when I went and saw the gynecologist and had to have my $300 exam just to get access to the pill, uh, it was met with a 15 to 20-minute conversation with how I really actually should reconsider having children and how, in fact, I can still have children and I'm not too old. By the way, I just turned 36, so I'm, I don't know, what the age of geriatric motherhood is. She seemed very interested in making sure that she was that I was aware that I can actually uh, still have children. So there's also no free government-provided sex education at all or resources or any distribution of contraception at all. So there you go. There's my little tidbit for Croatia this month is to find out if your birth control and if your medication is readily available in another country or consider like I did and uh, maybe smuggle it in your socks. Don't do that. I'm just joking. That's illegal. Speaking of contraceptions, this has nothing to do with contraceptions, but I recently got a vibrating butt plug and I did a review. It's up on our YouTube channel if you guys want to go check that out. I'll link it in the show notes. I reviewed the B-Vibe Snug Plug. It is a vibrating butt plug. I haven't had one of these before and Amazon delivery turned up at our doorstep. Daryl, God love him, decided to buy me a vibrating butt plug because he knows that I like butt plugs, but I haven't had a vibrating one before. So I reviewed that toy on YouTube. I also did some DP action with it and took some video for Daryl, but that's a whole aside aside. And it was actually really good. So if you guys are actually interested in hearing about that review, go check out my YouTube. It's about 10 minutes long where I talk about this particular butt plug, what it's like. I actually really liked it. Full disclosure, that was purchased by us. It's not a sponsored review or anything like that, but it was just interesting to try something new and different. And one more exciting thing I want to share with you guys before we get into today's topic is that the cafes and bars are now open in Croatia. I know hands clapping. It's so exciting. So we can actually go out and enjoy a drink at a bar. I mean, it's so exciting. We went out last night and I had a cocktail and I haven't had one in like three months. Dude, I was excited. I was so excited. Crazy excited. And Daryl's, babe, it's a Monday night. We're not getting slaughtered. You know, I understand that you want to work your way down the cocktail menu, but like, just calm down a little bit. So I only had two. Well, I had a cocktail and I had a schnapps, but that's really exciting. So we're already now looking for, well, what can we do? You know, now there's an opportunity for us to actually go out and date other people properly. So today I'm going to put up a speed date request, see if we can meet some local couples, local people in the lifestyle here in Zagreb. So that's really, really exciting. So as I mentioned, today's session topic is about being soft swap swingers. But of course, we do talk about a whole range of things with Mr. and Mrs. Red and Ready. And I really want to take a moment to thank them for just being super transparent, being fun, and just really laying it all out there about what their lifestyle journey has been like. If you've been in the lifestyle for a while, you may have heard people kind of say, soft swap swingers, they'll get there. You know, they're on their journey, but they'll definitely become full swap swingers. You know, it's a stepping process. Or you might hear people say, soft swap swingers aren't real swingers. And we do actually talk about that in this interview and their response is quite balanced. I think a little bit more balanced than actually I am. So that was really an interesting topic to talk about as well. So let's go ahead and get into the interviews now as we talk to Mr. and Mrs. Red and Ready from the US and I'll be back after the interview to give you some more updates. See you soon. Hope you enjoy. Okay there, guys, and welcome back. I'm here with Mrs. Red and Ready. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. Great to have you on the podcast. Oh,
1: it's great to be here. Thanks, Thanks for, for
0: having, having us. us. Our listeners may have heard of you, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a little while. But perhaps let's get started with a little bit about you guys and your lifestyle journey, your relationship, your pets. You know, let's uh, spill the tea on on you two before we get started on on today's topic.
1: I guess we'll start with our relationship. We've been together since we were 16 years old. We're high school sweethearts and got married at super young, at 20. So we've actually been married for 25 years. Damn, guys. Wow. (laughs) It's been a long time. But didn't start doing anything in the lifestyle until three
2: years ago. Well, it depends on how far you want to go back. Oh,
0: I love this. I love this argument when couples are like, well... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we agree. It just depends on, do you want the truncated depends version? It depends on
1: how you define being yeah. in the lifestyle, really, because we've been going to clubs and resorts since 2012, but and didn't start playing with other couples at all for about until three, three years, years ago. ago. So it started, and it actually started in Sydney, Australia. We lived in Sydney for a year, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just decided that before we come back to the U.S., we were going to do as many crazy things that we would never do while we were here, while we were there on the other side of the world.
0: That's the way to do it. Yeah, do it when no one's going to recognize you.
1: Right. right. <laughs> so Mr. Yeah. Red and Reddy came up with the idea. Let's go to a sex club.
2: And Mrs. <laughs> Red and Reddy said, "You, you have got to be kidding." Me.
1: <laughs> so I didn't no, say that why,
2: why not? So we did. We're like, okay, this is pretty cool. Clearly, yeah. we're exhibitionists. So uh, yeah, we learned
1: that about ourselves. We learned that
2: very early <laughs> on. But then after that, it was you know several years of just here and there, going to a club. Yeah. You know, not
1: mostly. Like, if we were traveling, we'd we'd yeah. go to look, see if there was a club in whatever city we were traveling to. Then it became, hey, maybe we can make an entire vacation about this, and found desire, and started doing vacations to desire. But for our first trip to desire, it was yeah. we were only with each other. I mean, it was it was a slow progression because we thought we just really enjoyed the atmosphere, we enjoyed the nudity, we enjoyed the voyeurism and the exhibitionism, and we enjoyed the company, we enjoyed the people. But but we didn't actually start uh, playing with others until twenty
0: seventeen eighteen twenty eighteen. That's that's awesome. And which which club was it in sydney i don't know if i remember you've mentioned it before but was it the couples club or our secret spot do you remember the name of the club
2: the couples club
0: they don't exist anymore they shut down or for now i mean i don't know whether they're going to open back up again but uh, but yeah they've 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 shut their doors so there you go you got a piece of lifestyle history i guess (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's right, that's, that's right. We'll have to make a pilgrimage to to the room. Exactly.
0: I mean, I'm going to loosen you guys up a little bit, and I want to know what's your favorite piece of sexy clothing on yourself. So if you're going to get ready, if you guys want to feel sexy, if you're heading out and you want to get in that frame of mind, what's each of your... Piece of sexy clothing that you'll wear to to kind of make you feel a little bit better?
1: My favorite piece of sexy clothing is probably not one that I would put on if I were going on. It's <laughs> definitely not one I would put on if I were going on a date here in our hometown because I have this this dress that I always wear for Latin night at Desire that I love and it's the only repeat theme night outfit that I always do. I just wear it every single time we go there for lunch night because I love it so much. It's got lots of fringe and lots yeah. of glitz, and I absolutely love it. But if we're just going on a date, I've got a whole lot of he shops for me on all these websites and buys these dresses, and yeah. I don't know if there's one in particular. But it's a sexy dress that maybe showed a little cleavage, yes. a little tight, a little... sexy
2: dress with some matching
1: some heels he's a heel guy he's kind of got a heel fetish so,
2: mm-hmm. and what about you? Yeah, for me, it would probably be it would probably be you know the, I've got some you know sexy underwear as well, so just having that on and, and knowing gives me uh, but but I would say on the outside it's going to be if it's a nicer night a nice fitting suit I feel confident I feel sexy I look at myself and I'm like yeah yeah that's yeah, but you got
1: uh, to put on a suit to go out on the no that but. Would be-
2: a bit much right Uh, but a button yeah anything that you know whether it's a button down or just anything that that just fits me well Mm -hmm. you know is enough for me to get the confidence
0: i have a i have a tangent question then for your sexy underpants that you wear do you keep them separate from your everyday underpants and it's like in in the corner of your your drawer and they're in there and you're like those are my they're my special sexy pants
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, they're in the same drawer, but I only pull them out when I, I I look at, I actively grab them like, hmm, tonight's the night to pull those out and, and I'll pull them out.
1: Oh, there have been times when you were like, wow, we really need to do laundry, babe. <laughs> I'm down to only my <laughs> <That's laughs> like, <true>. oh, wow, well, <laughs> I guess we, guess we have to true. put those on.
0: So you're opening your drawer and you're like, tonight's the night, boys. It's sexy time. Oh, I'm gonna- <laughs> yeah, right. And your pants are all like, yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that's hilarious. Okay, guys, so Mrs. Red and Ready, you may have recognized the voice, actually appeared on one of our episodes, episode 119, which was the Skirt Club episode, and you shared a little bit about your journey, and, and thank you again so much for that. If you're listening, please do go check out episode 119 so you can hear a little bit about that. You talked a lot about your sexual exploration of yourself, and I'm curious for each of you or collectively as a couple, if there's anything that's currently on your lifestyle exploration bucket list, anything that... You're thinking about might be something you're wanting to experience.
1: With the right couple where there was a certain amount of trust, I think some more kink dumb sub kind of yeah. stuff is
2: probably on there for the two of us. For you, you got, you know, continuing your exploration.
1: Yeah, the monogamous recently did a blog uh, where she talked about this girlfriend weekend mm-hmm. and just sounded amazing. And I mm-hmm. think both of us agree that that would be really cool to have a, a girls getaway, a sexy girls getaway with the right
2: woman would be awesome. Yeah. And for me, it anything more than four people in the room because <laughs> I, I haven't, yeah,
1: have not more than four people in the room, but it wasn't all Yeah interacting yeah. Some, yeah. yeah. You hear these stories. Of, road yeah, road. you
2: hear these stories of just, you know, just a pile of people on a bed, and, <laughs> and uh, I've never experienced that. You know, I've, I've been in a room with with more than than four people. Yeah. But it's kind of been like break off, come back, break off, come back kind of thing. Not like you want jealous
1: of, your... of my girl. 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. 20 women 100%. on one bed. That's all.
2: Because <laughs> I like the I like the touching. I like the I, I like that intimacy where, you know, you can just put your hand anywhere and, and rub on uh, a body. And and I just think that's
0: sexy. Yeah, definitely sensual. And actually, if you are wondering, Mrs. Red and Reddy just mentioned a, a blog, and that's the monogamish marriage blog. If you're listening to this, I'll link it in the show notes for anyone who wants to read that, because I agree, that was definitely a fantastic article, especially when you are looking at things that you want to explore for yourself. So, I'm going to skip a couple of these next questions that I had in line because I want to talk about being a soft swap couple. And I'm going to actually give a shout-out to Swingers Help. They recently did a survey and they said about 20 pe- 20% of people in the lifestyle preferred soft swap. So a bit of stats there for you. But I wanted to find out from, from you two. I mean, there is lots of different terms in the lifestyle and people's interpretation of these vary. So what is your definition of soft swap? What does that mean to, to you as a couple?
1: For us, it really only takes one thing off the table and that's penetrative sex with an actual penis is pretty much the only thing we'll do anything else. I have used strap ons with women, whether they were strapping on or me it's it's so it's really just that one thing that's off the table. It started off off the table because as I mentioned earlier, we had been together since we were 16 and we were each other's firsts. And so that was the scariest thing about going into the lifestyle for me is I wasn't sure I wanted to lose that.
0: Mm, yep.
1: That that was something we'd only done with with each other, I think it's morphed more into how much we've grown to love soft swap itself. Things, in our opinion, things get way more intimate when that's taken off the table. You come up with so many creative, intimate, awesome ways to interact with other people. Our play sessions last so long because that end goal that a lot of people are are reached are looking right. for. Yeah. They, it's not going. It's not going to happen. Or, most of the time, it does end with each couple having sex with their own partner and not necessarily away from each other. There's usually a lot of even yeah. interacting as that's happening. But
2: yeah, again, next to each other in the bed was still some touching and
1: yeah. I, I think it's just we've realized that soft swap for us is a really amazing experience that leads to some activities and some intimacies and, and some experiences that I don't think would happen if you are full swap because you'd be maybe a little faster to get to that, that end goal.
2: And it it also creates that communication, you know, because it's exactly what you asked us. Oh, okay. So what does that mean to you? And we can have a conversation. And a lot of times the conversation switches to a little bit of fantasy talk where it's like, oh, okay. So if, if penetrative sex is off the table, but pretty much anything else is up for discussion, well, what about this? And what about this? Yeah, we could, we'd be up for that. Yeah, we'd be up for that. Like, the the BDSM kink night that Mrs. Red and Ready was talking about that came about because of a conversation we have an ongoing conversation we've had with some friends of ours who know that we're soft swap but they also know that we really do enjoy exploring anything other than that and so they brought it up one night they said hey what do you think about this and we're like that sounds like fun let's talk about it so it also and opens, then COVID
1: happened.
2: <laughs> But and
1: all we did was talk
2: about and it. And then the real
0: C-bomb happened. I mean, if you've lived down in exactly. Australia, you know what we call the C-bomb. But, you know, I think I've, I've changed that now. The real C-bomb, I think, is COVID. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> so that's, you know, so once couples understand that and, and we take penetrative sex from an actual penis off the table, it's like, okay, let, let's have a conversation, you know, and, and we can talk about specifically what that means for them in the moment.
0: I, I love that, and actually, it, it really does make me think. And I, I mean, I don't want to—I don't want this to seem too light-hearted, but I have a, a friend who's vegetarian, and years ago, I remember saying to her, "You are a much better cook than a person who cooks with meat." And the reason being is because you have to become, I think, uh, just a little bit more creative with your flavors and things like that. And, and I. Like I said, I don't want to make light heart of it, but I almost see your your journey in the lifestyle as that. You know, it gives you that all of a sudden you've got these just these deeper, I think, more meaningful, more creative, more fantasy desires. I would say almost, yeah, just more intimate conversations.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good analogy, actually. (laughs) I think that works.
0: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Phew. You never know if you're gonna insult somebody. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when we have a dog and sometimes you accidentally almost go to say it's like having a child and you stop yourself from saying it because you know it's really fucking not like having a child. Same thing. (laughs) No, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing that And, and it it is really refreshing because I think that almost we don't share enough of that. We don't sometimes as as couples, even when we're exploring our journey, unless we really know another couple, we don't really tend to have those conversations about, well, what are you hoping to get out of this, this play session, you know, is this, is there a fantasy? Is there something interesting that, that you want to try and, and, you know, just really trusting that other couple to have that conversation with you. It's, it's super refreshing.
2: And it takes pressure off as well, because if you know that that's not the end goal, you can just kind of relax and say, oh, okay, so let's just go with the flow and have some fun.
1: Especially when we've met people who are fairly new to the lifestyle, they actually feel some relief when when we tell them that we're soft swaps, like oh okay, well then you really can help us ease into this. And for some couples, it's it's a it's a bonus. And I, you know, I use the term penetrative sex is the only thing off the table because in our opinion, it's all sex. I mean, I I hate the idea that sex is only penis and vagina. That's it. If there's not that, it's not sex. And I. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, preach. I mean,
0: if you, <laughs> I mean, there's couples out there right now that are listening to this that are same-sex couples going, "Yes, uh, hello." You know, there's so many other things. and
1: and that's one of the reasons that I say that I can be with a woman, and regardless of whether we use a strap-on or not, people will say, "Oh, well, I I had sex with this woman. Well, there was no penile penetration, so <laughs> yeah." And yet, I can do the same things with a man, and oh well, it wasn't sex because. There wasn't any any penetration. So in my mind, it's all sex. When we talk about couples we've been with or couples we'd like to be with. We use the word sex. We we don't necessarily around other couples. We don't want people to get the wrong idea and think that because we use the word sex, it means that that's going to happen, that we're going to be full swap. Right. Uh, But certainly with each other. I mean, to us, it's all sex.
0: Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, like getting rid of some of those heteronormative ideas of what sex is. I mean, it's interesting that you're saying you don't really use that term, the word sex around other couples, but just wanting to make sure that, you know, they're understanding what you mean. That's which actually, it brings me perfectly to my next point. I'm sure this is not a, a term that you haven't heard yet, seen, you know, read in a forum somewhere or something like that. And it's the term that soft swap couples are not real swingers or, oh, you soft swap. Oh, you know, you'll, you'll get there. You'll be full swap eventually, like. Tell us about that. how how, do, how does that make you feel when you see that? How does it make you feel together as a couple? What does it make you want to do and say to those people or when you read those forums? Let's Let's talk about this.
2: Yeah, for me, I, I'm not in the business of, of changing other people's minds or opinions. If If that's If that's how you feel, then my reaction it's a turn off for me. I'll just say okay. That's fine. If if that's your idea of it, then you and I don't need to be together. And and I'll just go go a separate my my separate way. It's it's just a turnoff that that somebody is thinks that myopically that sex equals, you know, penetration. That tells me that, you know, you're not really that interested in exploring. You're not really that interested in having fun. You have a goal of fucking my wife and that's it. And that's that's not what we're in it for. We want to meet people. We want to have fun. We want to explore. We want to push our boundaries. Yeah, but we know that there is a boundary that we're not going to cross.
1: And clearly your end goal isn't a connection with other people. It's it's just sex so yeah it's definitely a turn off to us and and it it doesn't. i just laugh it off i think it's silly i'm like if that's really your your viewpoint i mean we have so much more in common with full swap swingers than we do vanilla people it's ridiculous (laughs) we do a lot of stuff that our vanilla friends are not doing so to say we're not swingers is just silly but i don't get all in a huff or angry and i don't necessarily feel the need like
2: like you said i don't
1: feel the need to change anyone's mind everyone has their own definition of what a swinger is and Fine, it's just silly.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't get discouraged. It, it doesn't discourage us. It doesn't cause us to have a discussion and oh, are, are we not thinking about this correctly? No, it's our journey, and and we're mm-hmm. we're having fun doing it this way. So we're not going to worry about what other people think. We'll just say, okay, nice to have met you, and we'll move on. Right,
1: and if it's the next step, it's been three
2: years. That's a long
1: time between steps. If <laughs>
0: I like the fact that you're both confident with your response to that because let me tell you, you're both very balanced in that. When I hear people say that, even though I do actually full swap with people, I also just swap, 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 swap with people as well. Sometimes there's just toy interactions. Sometimes, you know, it does like a whole range of things and it makes me furious to my blood. Like I get so mad and and that's as somebody who, you know, it, so it's just interesting that you're so balanced and, and thank you for, for being, you know, um, I guess more of an adult than I am and actually just going, you know, that's on you and <laughs> walking away. I, I feel the need to try and, and, and say, like, why do, why do you feel that way? Like, let's have a proper conversation here. And
2: well, There's room for both. You yeah. know, when we yeah. hear that and we're, and we're with you somewhere, we'll say, Kate, get them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because I... I it would happen. You know, if somebody said that and, and you guys were standing next to me, I'd be like, hey, who, who the fuck do you think you are? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Thank you for being balanced. That's really great. And actually for for couples out there, you know, who may be now exploring the lifestyle, especially some of these these first steps, like you said, you know, maybe they they are looking at what their journey looks like and maybe they don't have the confidence to understand that it's okay to be soft swap. You don't need to take these next steps. So when you're sharing your soft swap Playstyle, style. And obviously you're very good at that, especially when you're talking to other couples and, and negotiating, navigating these sexual desires and stuff. What advice would you give to other couples who want to have that same confidence without feeling judged? How can they share that with other couples? What practices... Have you found a good
1: I mean you've said the key word, which is confidence. You have to approach it with confidence. When when you start to make a connection, I mean anyone who reaches out to us through Cassidy or Double Date Nation, you know, they're gonna they're gonna see on our profile. People don't always believe it because a lot of people think that, oh well, you just put soft swap because you don't want everyone to automatically know it's on the table. There's there's a lot of people who don't necessarily believe it until they actually talk to us in person. But if we're at a at a club or at a resort and we're getting to know people, you just don't want to go at it like, oh, we're. I'm really sorry, but we're only soft swap. I, that is just not the way to approach it. Right. You just have to have confidence with it. You have to just be willing to say it like it's something that you're proud of and something that uh, you're offering that could be super awesome and exciting
2: for them. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. to to follow on on that thread. It's a little bit of a sales job in the sense of just like they're trying to sell us on. Uh, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to try this? We're we we actually turn it back on them. And we may not ask explicitly, well, why do you need that? But instead we're saying, well, think about all the things that we can do. Think about all the the ways we can explore each other if we're if if that's not the end goal. So we actually turn it back on. We've turned it back on on other couples to say, look, that's that's it. You know, that's non-negotiable. But, you know, let's talk about you know, what, what, what we can do and, and how much fun we can have together. I, I think the other thing is that, and it's part of confidence is that confidence in each other, that we're not wavering, you know, and mm-hmm. we've, we've had this, this conversation many, many times. This is where we are. We're both on the same page. So we don't have to worry about in the moment, Ooh, you know, are, are we, are we going somewhere else? What's, what's going on here? We know that, that this is the the boundary and we don't have to worry about each other wavering.
0: Yeah. That's such good advice and if you actually saw me typing while you were talking there it's because I had a thought pop up and I didn't want it to disappear. You said at the beginning there, Mrs. Red and Reddy, Don't apologise. To be unapologetic in 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 your sexual desires and your sexual boundaries. And we say this when we talk about rejection a lot. You know, when people reject somebody, humans we're just used to it. We'll immediately go, "Oh, I'm sorry." You know, I'm I'm sorry that I'm suddenly not interested in having sex with you. And and I always say. Don't thank them for their interest, but don't apologize because you've got nothing to apologize for. And it's just such human behavior. I think we often start with that. And and I love the fact that you're saying be unapologetic because you both know what you're comfortable with. You know your sexual desires enough to say, we're not going to apologize for this. Like, this is where we are. This is who we are. And if you want to have some playtime with us, we are great fun. So, so thank you. We're
1: just super confident in the fact that yeah. we can show somebody <laughs> a really great time if we want to. And Like, look, if you don't want it, that's fine, but you're lost.
2: <laughs> and, and we'll, uh, and we'll usually initiate that. Like, wh- whether I'm talking to the man or or whatever, I'll initiate it. I'll, I'll say, hey, look, we are uh, a soft swab couple, and of course, they will say, well, what does that mean? Just like you did. Because there's a spectrum and I'll explain it and, you know, I'll, I'll basically just lay it out. And if, if that's something of interest to you, great. You know, if it's not, no hard feelings.
1: And, and it's almost never not. I, I honestly can't think of anybody who we've really connected with and, and yeah. started talking to and had interest in that once they found out we were soft swap, said, never mind.
2: It, it hasn't... I don't think it's happened. No. I don't think it's happened. Everybody's usually... I mean, there, there, have, there have been couples who made it clear that, you know, hey, we'd love to take it further, but we understand and we respect, you know, where you mm-hmm. are and we're fine to just spend time with you. And that's that's a respectful way of doing it. That's fine. Like, okay, mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, we know where each other stands, but that's not going to get in the way of our fun.
1: But they really don't ever say, oh, well, then never mind. We don't want to do anything. That yeah. Tend to... It
0: doesn't happen. Well, I suppose by the time they're already interested in actually playing with you, you've spent some time, you've got a connection together anyway. So for them to, quite frankly, if they walked away at that point in time, you're better off anyway. But they're already clearly interested in in you, so, you know. Yeah, but whereas I guess if it was happening like if you walked into a club and somebody walked straight up to you and said, sex, how's about it? You know, I'm going to put my P in your V. And you said, well, actually, no, you're not. You know, maybe a bit of a different circumstance there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's
0: get off off swap and let's talk about you guys, talk about just the lifestyle community at large and some questions that I have. A fantasy date. Think about the best date that somebody could possibly take you on what would knock your socks off let's talk about and i mean nothing's off the chart like you can be like oh yeah the jet that's going to take us to paris for the day so we can have dinner on top of the eiffel tower like just, just, just. Let's talk about fantasy dates.
1: Okay. Well, I, yeah, I wasn't too going small. there. We were thinking way too small um, because travel is <laughs> actually my favorite thing know, in the world. So yeah. take me somewhere.
2: So uh, I'll start in the general, and then you know, for for us in general, it's whatever is gonna create and heighten that sexual atmosphere, the sexual tension we want that to, to kind of always be there whether it's let's go to a burlesque show or let's yeah. get completely dressed up
0: burlesque show, yep, 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 I'm, I'm down for that, yeah. that sounds good, yeah, do that
1: a lot that's one of our favorite <laughs> right? things to do on a life. but there's a lot of opportunities for burlesque where we are, so, yeah,
2: so it could be, you know, let's get completely dressed up and, and again, that that's the confidence and yeah let's jet off to Paris for a burlesque show or something <laughs> oh, like that you know whatever it is
1: fabulous.
2: but it's it's <laughs> it's creating that build-up and creating some of that 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 sexy atmosphere and in the tension and and dancing there
1: should always be dancing yeah
2: always always dancing. dancing you know so that that's what it is for us whatever the setting is like we have done that where we've we were with friends, and we 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 got dressed up and had a nice dinner, and went to a burlesque show, and we had an, a, an amazing time. We didn't jet off to Paris with them, but <laughs> hey, maybe next time.
1: No, but we were in New York City. We did have a, yeah. we did leave town for it. So we we did do a, a weekend away in New York City with an awesome couple that we adore, and and that was when that happened. We all got really dressed up and went mm. to a fancy dinner and burlesque show, and yeah, that was fabulous.
0: Well, here's actually the thing I like about burlesque is the fact that it is a sexy environment without being a sex club. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like it's yes, oh yeah. I think a lot of the times we think, oh, you want to have a sexy environment, strip club, sex club. Like this seems to be where people's minds go. Whereas when I think about, like you said, the the build up, that's what burlesque is. So it's just. i i I love it i I think it's super exciting we've been to burlesque shows we've never done it with another couple and i i would absolutely lose lose myself like if we went to a burlesque show i would just be yep this is fantastic
2: (laughs) fly us to croatia and then we'll uh
0: maybe maybe berlin i don't know how many burlesque shows they have got going on in croatia but i know Uh, berlin for sure Fair enough. <laughs> so we've spoken about a fantasy. Let's talk about something
2: embarrassing,
0: because you know, I, you, you know, I like to like to put you guys in the thick of it. Do you have any embarrassing lifestyle moments? I've had a few over the years, and I, I share them pretty readily. Much. <laughs> <laughs> much much to my crying tears on, on the podcast, I've shared quite a few embarrassing moments over the years. Do you have any you would like to share with our audience to maybe normalize their
2: experience? Got some embarrassing moments, but we've always managed to turn them into a hilarious situation.
0: Embarrassing moment with a lessons learned and a solution on the
1: table. Bring it. I love it. Yeah, so we were... But they're not embarrassing moments like something happened that's awful. It was just right. Us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay.
2: But but in the moment, I like, uh, like the way you put it. In the moment, you know, we, we created a, a solution or we we dove in. So for me, it was we're at Desire with a bunch of friends, and it was it was Glow Night, so they had those light up rings. and And like rubbery yeah and i and i kind of backed myself into a corner because uh i was saying oh yeah you know i I, it's a cock ring and you know just having a joke and somebody in our in our group said oh really put it on in the middle of a dance floor and i'm like (laughs) oh oh okay i may have crossed the line so in the moment i i you know i very quickly debated and i'm like you know what fuck it (laughs) You know, let's let's just let's turn this from an embarrassing moment where I'm like, nah, 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 I can't do that to all right, I'm going to do it. And I turned that embarrassing moment into a very funny moment. I cleared the dance floor because nobody wanted (laughs) to be around me. A lot the people that. who
1: we were friends with were right. very excited. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, so that was one where I was, I was on the cusp, but it was, it was embarrassing. I, I could feel myself getting red in the mm. face because I realized I, I painted myself into a corner, but I said, you know what? Live in the moment, Whatever. do it. Yep. Yeah. It
1: started a trend because someone had a whole bag of those rings. And by the end of the night, every single man in the hot tub was using it as a ring. So <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So that was probably mine. So the lesson learned there is just you just take the leap. Go for it. When when you find yourself in that situation, especially if it's your own fault. And it was because I, I was talking talking a big game yeah. and, and someone called <laughs> me on it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't something like that where, you know, there's been moments of desire where I was brought up for things that I thought, oh dear God, I can't believe I'm up in front of everybody for this now and and just went with it and made the best of it. Well,
0: that, that though, what you're explaining there is actually that is an embarrassing, that takes a lot to get from that when they call you and for anyone who's listening, it doesn't understand what's happening here. So the Desire um, hosts will sometimes bring you up on stage and they'll get another dancer to dance on you or they'll ask you to do a dance or whatever. And I remember our first time to Desire, Daryl and I had to, do, because they found out we got engaged, they they made us go in this competition with like three other couples. And it was a dancing competition and everybody else seemed to have their shit together. And Daryl and I, I was like, oh my God, I don't know what we're doing. Plus it was our first time. We were really nervous. And it takes a lot to get up and do that. I, a lot of respect for people that are just like, oh, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I, I go red as well.
1: <laughs> the time specifically that he's, that he's thinking of, I was brought up and asked to kind of dance on the pole and – it was they were doing a Miss Desire competition I think something like uh, that, yeah. some something like that and then all of a sudden so the song that just gets me going on the dance floor or in a sexy environment I have no idea why is Buttons by the Pussycat Dolls for whatever reason I think it's the kind of belly dancing sound in the background here I don't know it gets me excited so they were having these women come up and dance on the pole and then playing a different song for each woman and I get up there and all of a sudden Buttons starts playing and in my mind I'm thinking that's Son of a bitch, he said yeah. this whole thing. <laughs> I was looking
0: at him going, Am I gonna find out that it was you that like recommended this song? <laughs>
1: I thought he's the one who told him to bring me up here. He told them to play this song. And he's standing off on the side with the sock on his face going, I swear it wasn't me. Not <laughs> me. It was a total coincidence. But that was all I needed. I heard that song I was like, all right, well, it's meant to be. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> good for you. Good for you. My God. Yeah. Those moments where it is just like, all right, you know, just pull your socks up and get out there and give it a go. Actually, and speaking of speaking of clubs. What would be something that you would like to see improved at a a lifestyle event, a club or resort, doesn't matter which one, I mean something that you think could be an improvement in the lifestyle community? It's always something I like to ask just to kind of take the tempo um, of how people interact at these you know, events or
2: clubs or whatever? For me, it, it's, it, it's less at a resort or a takeover, or something like that, because you can obviously have the, the time to do this. But we, we always talk about communication is so important in the lifestyle. And then you go to a club and the music is just absolutely blasting. And it's impossible to make a connection, have the kind of conversation that we talked about where, let me explain where we are and So I would say whether, and I get you need to have the music pumping like that. So have an area where you can go off and and have a conversation without yelling in in somebody's ears.
1: Without having to go into a playground because right. you yes. want to have that conversation and make those connections before you have to go into the back,
2: right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we we've been to clubs where it was just absolutely impossible to have a conversation with, with anyone and we're like, you know what, forget it. It's too too difficult. Mm-hmm. But let's just do our own thing. So for me, that that's probably the the one thing, and it's I, I think it's such a simple thing because communication is so important. So give people an, an area, you know, whatever to, to communicate. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: It's interesting that you say that, Mister Red and Ready, because I I um, played a game on Twitter a little while ago, and I said like Let's all design our perfect idea of a club." And somebody said that exact same thing. And obviously in in this fantasy land where, you know, we've got all this flop, we've got this huge warehouse that we can decorate any way we want – One of the things I did say was I think that, you know, clubs have the dance floor, but like towards the back of the club that's not in a playroom, there should be an area where the music is still heard, but lower, you know, with some some area where you can still have that, like what you're talking, the atmosphere, you know, you want that atmosphere kind of going, but at a decent level enough to actually have a conversation. And that was one of the things that came up a couple of times on Twitter. So you're not the only one. We just need bigger floor prints in clubs, you know, (laughs) I think.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I w- that's easy enough to do at a hotel takeover or at a resort. Yeah. You know, there are places you can go. Obviously, yeah. you can just step outside. But agreed.
0: Do you have a different one, Mrs. Red and Ready? Anything that you want to add on to to our improved lifestyle event club or resort?
1: I don't know if I can think of anything to improve. A I
0: women's just,
2: only section.
1: So I'd be like a women's <laughs> only. <day. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so that you can get away from the guys. Ooh. Yeah, that's not a bad idea.
1: I don't know how many of the men would be a little angry about that, but you wouldn't you'd be fine.
0: <laughs> you're just out chilling by the pool reading a book or something. And you're like, "Oh, yeah."
2: Well, you know, if if you're going to do that, so if, you know, if we're going to design something like this and there's a women only section, then then there should be uh, like the the sports bar area so that <laughs> so that when <laughs> <laughs> when the women are off having their fun you know the guys you know the, the who are waiting for them can be you know clicking through some some sports sports while,
0: playing pool just chilling meal. darts. yeah just just
2: <laughs> checking okay. out yeah right shooting some pool throwing some darts and and then when y'all emerge, it's, we can we can get the details of how things went. I like it. I think there's a
1: <laughs> lot of men in the lifestyle who would disagree that that's a good idea. Oh really? <laughs> well, I'm
2: designing it, not them. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Awesome. And that, this has been fantastic, guys. And I, I really want to thank you for your time. And I absolutely appreciate all of the insight, especially into how you navigate, negotiate and talk about your play style. I think that's really critical and really important. And I think a lot of us, like you said, we, we, we spruok that communication is so important, but I think sometimes we miss that step a lot of the times. So I know Daryl and I do. We we get this wrong still. But if you were going to say to the people listening, what would you like them to take away from our time together today after our conversation? Is there anything that you really want to ring home to the people listening?
1: You should enjoy the exploration and the journey and, and not Make penetrative sex that, that ultimate goal that you, that you just can't wait to get to, whether you're soft swap or full swap, you can still kind of extend that. I mean, you can say, if it's a couple who you think you might see again, you can take full swap off the table for one night, for one date and, and see how that goes. You can, you can just enjoy that exploration a little longer before you get to that end goal. I think the, the fact that it's not the end all and be all and that there are so many other things that are that are so amazing uh, yeah and, to enjoy. and
2: you'll you'll end up creating moments that that you never expected like we were you know we were with a couple and they said let's take a shower I'm like okay yeah that sounds like fun so we were in the shower for for 20 minutes and laughing and and you know if that wasn't <laughs>
1: laughing because it wasn't a very big shower no <laughs> we kept
2: saying
1: rotate and we'd all all four of us yeah i'm say, getting cold over here in the know, corner rotate. we
2: need to move right.
1: <laughs> right. I need to be the, I need to rinse now. Oh, rotate!
2: And, but you know, if it was all about you know that that you know just how quickly can we get to penetration, then we wouldn't have had that moment. So it's it, right. it's you know taking the time to I- enjoy the experience, the journey, the the fun. That, that it could be, uh, and, and removing some of the pressure of, oh, I got to get to that point. How do I get to that point? Um, because it, it, it's not ne- necessary in order to have sex
1: that and then the other takeaway i would say is is confidence mm-hmm.
2: you know have
1: confidence whatever it is that you want to get out of the lifestyle whatever it is that you have to offer the lifestyle be confident in what you want and what you have to offer and be proud of it and don't apologize for it
0: exactly yep be unapologetic
2: i love it soft swap are people too <laughs> soft swap people soft swap swingers are people too <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's all. Now, if you guys want to go and follow this amazing couple on Twitter, I will put their Twitter handle in the show notes, but it is locked down. So you are going to need to send a DM, right? That's how special this Twitter account is. You're going to need to send a DM. Yeah. Or
1: just even just hit the follow button and it'll, it'll inform us that you've requested a follow.
2: Mm-hmm. We, yeah. But uh, I, I agree with Kate that the DM should, you yeah. know, Hey, she we helps. heard you on the podcast, you know, something like that. So we mm-hmm. have a little bit of, of context.
0: Yeah. We just want to, we just want to creep on you, but we're admitting and on text, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's been fantastic. I really want to say again, thank you so much for all of the discussion topics today. I think this has really been a fantastic interview and, and thank you for your time.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having we us. I enjoyed it. All, always fun to chat
0: So I hope you enjoyed that interview, guys. That was Mr and Mrs Red and Ready or Red and Ready 2086 on Twitter. Again, I will put that in the show notes if you guys want to go ahead and follow them and send them a DM. And uh, especially if you are a soft swap couple, just to maybe talk about how you navigate some of those discussions about your play style preferences. That would be awesome. Or drop us an email, cnd at We'd love to hear from you as well. Now it's that time. It's the engaging listener of the episode, the shout out of the episode. And I have another two people that I'd like to mention. One is actually a funny story. So this is from Lake Ozark couple. And they sent me an email and we were actually going backwards and forwards with this email for a while. And the reason being is because they actually found a dildo on their property. So let me just read you an extract from this. We live in the middle of a 200 acre farm. I was able to retrieve the video from the camera. Looks like it hit 30 000 to 40,000 feet in the air when it stopped taking videos. All I can say is that was one high flying phallus. Turns out it traveled 107 miles and reached an altitude of 83,000 feet. What am I talking about? I'm actually talking about a dildo that was strapped to a camera, a GoPro that was on a timber decking kind of thing that was actually flying (laughs) through the sky. And this particular listener, Lake Ozark Couple, wrote to me and said, hey, we think you might have interviewed these people. Do you know anything about this? And I caught the – there was a Bad Dragon sticker on the side of the timber. And so Lake Ozark Couple actually reached out to them. Turns out this was actually a promotional video, so you may actually see – this bad dragon dildo flying around, maybe near in the near future, for bad dragon. So, thanks to Lake Ozark couple, I got a serious, serious laugh out of that. And I was happy to help with finding out that it was actually bad dragon. So, cheers, guys. My second shout out is actually from Twitter. And this is actually Christy. So on the last episode, we briefly mentioned about a throat fucking incident that I had a little while ago that led me to go to the doctor and costing us a couple of hundred dollars and getting a throat infection. And Christy reached out on Twitter and said to me, thank God I'm not the only one. So I'd like to say, Christy, we are throat fucking sisters now. Um, She was also doing some deep throating and had some issues and had to go to the doctor and it, it cost us some money as well. So there you go. You're not the only one. If you've heard this story before or if it's happened to you, it's happened to somebody else as well, right? You're not the only one sitting there going to a doctor because you've tried to do some deep throating and it's caused an issue. So, you know, three fucking sisters, Christy, you and I, that's what we are. And last but not least, I want to give some Patreon shout-outs for February. I really want to shout-out to some of our new members, John, Nuno, Mr. and Mrs. Away We Go, Fatty, Margot, and Alex. Thank you so much for joining us on Patreon this month. And a big thank you to John also who increased his Patreon pledge. If you guys would like to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com forward slash swingingdownunder, and you can gain some access to some behind-the-scenes and uh, bi- bi-weekly, monthly vlogs as well. Otherwise, guys, episodes that we have coming up, we are going to do a Q&A podcast for our next episode. We've got some audio that has been sent through from some of our patrons and some of our listeners. And we also have some questions that we've been gathering that have been sent from email or Twitter. And so we're going to answer those on the podcast. And another episode we do have coming up as well is about selection criteria. And we're going to break down how we actually morph, adapt, on what we're looking for, depending on the night, and this really comes from the recent episode we spoke about with the MFM, the the one that I titled the stunt cock, even though I, yes, I know that's not the appropriate term, but I still love the, I still love the phrase, was that we found that our selection criteria does change and it does adapt. And so we're going to break that down. We're going to talk about that as well as sharing some of the insights that we received from Twitter or from listeners. So that's coming up as well for the next two episodes really stoked to share that with you as well as kind of sharing our journey as we continue to open up here in croatia and we're able to get out and meet some hopefully some new people and we're going to explore the european swinging lifestyle so thank you again for listening guys this has been wanderlust swingers yes the artist formerly known as swinging down under it's been great to be back and we are excited to share some of the upcoming content with you hope you guys are well hope you're safe hope you're happy hope you're horny and we'll see you guys soon